better, smarter, faster. The future of connected healthcare relies on a powerful digital ecosystem and robust neural network to drive better diagnostics, intelligent operations, and seamless care anywhere. Join us as we talk to the experts about transformational roadmaps for this evolving landscape. What's working, what's needed, and how we get there together. Welcome to Healthcare On Air, presented by Verizon. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Healthcare On Air by Verizon. I'm your host, Robin Goldsmith, and this episode, we're doing something pretty different. We're bringing on an incredible thought leader from the healthcare space. And without further ado, Dr. Zev Newworth, welcome to the show. Oh, my pleasure, Robin. It's great to be here with you. So for those of our audience who are not familiar with you or your work, could you just give an introduction on on you and, and your career, not your career, but what you've been working on and we can go from there. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So thank you again. Yeah, I think the simplest story is I started out as a physician in internal medicine and uh, practiced uh, for many, many years in uh, hospital systems and uh, provider groups. Uh, and uh, I think from the beginning, I felt uh, two things. One, just tremendous awe for what uh, medicine is capable of doing, the science and technology and just the incredible uh, people in it. I just, you know, I was just literally from residency and medical school and practice, just amazed with the people around me, uh, how bright they were, how many years uh, they had worked so hard to perfect their profession and get good at it and how earnest they were. And so I was amazed at all that. And at the same time, almost from the beginning of my career, even in medical school and residency, I noticed how inadequate the system was. And I mean, not slightly inadequate, but grossly inadequate. Um, how dehumanizing the system was to patients and their family members and to the people who were doing their best to provide care uh, in the hospitals and clinics. And I lived with that duality um, literally from, I, I would say from my third or fourth year of medical school, when I began to, to notice it and sense it, I tried to suppress it quite honestly for many years, but um, I realized that um, that both things can be true, that you could have amazing people and uh, amazing resources and capabilities and yet fall far short of the mark. And that perspective and the mission, I, I realized early on that the mission and purpose I had in my profession, in healthcare, in my career was to to humanize healthcare delivery, to put it put it bluntly. And I realized that pretty early on, um, I had a patient interaction when I was in my first or second year of being an attending physician. And it really woke me up. Uh, it was literally a person in front of me in the exam room who just, you know, really kind of set me on the course I've been on for the last 30 years. And um, and so I've had a bunch of roles. I've, I've been a practicing physician, as I mentioned, for many years, a medical educator for many, many years. Uh, I taught residents and training in internal medicine. Um, I've been a manager uh, of physicians and 
physician groups. I've been an executive. I've been a process improvement and quality improvement uh, officer. I've been a population health medical director uh, looking at value-based care and and uh, working in that domain and working with employers and working with insurance companies. And I've been on the um, sort of on the digital side, uh, really uh, working on strategy and partnerships uh, to help us move into the digital era. Um, so I've had a, a, a really lovely career that I'm still on and in, and um, but the theme has really been, been this theme. Um, and I think increasingly, uh, as I've gone on my career, I've been much, much more explicit uh, about this message and this need. Of course, uh, about 10 years ago, I, I started a little bit less than 10 years ago, I started to to uh, share this message on a podcast and uh, also uh, wrote a couple of books about it as well. Yeah, always the humble, the the humble human you are. So just wrote a couple of books. <laughs> so we we met at Becker's where you were signing your latest book, Beyond the Walls, um, which is really to me, it's such a dense book. There's so much incredible information in there. And you're, you know, you you talked about your view. You've worn so many hats in healthcare. You've really seen it from so many different angles, which I think makes you very unique from many of the guests we've had who are kind of focused on one thing, you've really have this incredible holistic view. And I think, you know, reading the book, you have gleaned from your podcast, which I believe is eight years now running, creating a new mm -hmm. healthcare. You, you've spoken to so many people from physicians to, you know, the leaders of tech companies, entrepreneurs, but all focused on, trying to change healthcare for the better. And I think you, you, you took prescriptively folks into the book to, as exam, as exemplars, as you would put it, mm -hmm. right. Of what is possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I, so we're going to kind of structure this conversation based on your book. Cause I'm an amazing book. I highly recommend it to anyone who's interested in healthcare or who's working in healthcare wants to understand you know, the status quo and where we could go and, and a roadmap to where we should go. Um, but I love the fact I'm a sci-fi fan and you quote one of my favorite sci-fi authors, William Gibson, um, mm. twice. And you quote him in the beginning of the book and then you quote him at the end of the book. So I was curious. And the quote is, the future of healthcare is already here. It's just not evenly distributed yet which I love. Can you speak to that quote and why you, why you selected that? Yeah. You know, the book, and it's interesting, you, you go to, you gravitate to that. So the book is a book of stories, right? As you know, um, yeah. it's, um, you know, I tell one story after another about folks who are living that William Gibson quote. These are folks who are um, literally creating the future of healthcare, but it's happening now. And, people are just not aware that this is the future of healthcare. Yep. And, you know, I think for me, the podcast and the book, uh, the books are, they're really sort of journeys into courage and hopefulness. I, I was at a point about 10 years ago, um, and, and I wrote about this in the preface to the book, um, where like many of my colleagues, um, and again, realizing the reality is now that that well over 50% of doctors are burnt out, um, they're demoralized, 
The same thing is true of nurses and PAs and others. Um, healthcare workers, well over 50% are burnt out. In fact, I was just listening to something this morning, a report that said that one out of every 10 doctors has either thought about suicide um, uh, or, 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 or tried it, tried to commit suicide. One out of every 10 doctors. I mean, that's a, that's shocking. I have to, I have to confirm that, but that is shocking. It, it is so far above any other profession or the general public. And to think, you know, just to, I don't want to dwell on this, but just to think that here are people who are from, you know, a young age, so passionate mm -hmm. about helping others and are so committed to it. And, and to, to go on that path year after year, you have to stick with it so, so long to get to that point, to do what you've been dreaming of doing for so many years. And then to think that, you know, a few years into it, you know, people are, are demoralized by it. There's something wrong with the system, not with the people. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think, you know, I think that, I think that, you know, I think that providers are casualties of a really misguided system. And, you know, on the one hand, again, like I said before, I am so grateful to be part of the system. I am so grateful to have been in the system for so many years. I could not think of doing anything else with my life that's better than what, you know, we're involved in. In fact, I was just talking to someone, a young person who's contemplating whether to go into medicine and they're working on a PhD and they're debating. And I was just like, forget about what anyone says. Do you want to be a doctor? And, they were, and the answer was yes. And I was just like, do it. This is the best time in I've ever seen in my entire career. And yet at the same time, we have to right the wrong of the system. Sure. And you know, that 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 whole thing I started 10 years ago, I didn't start wanting to do a podcast or wanting to write. In fact, that was the last, not even in my mind. Um, what I needed desperately to do was to find people out there who were breaking out of this oppressive mold, oppressive mindset. Yeah. And that's what I did. I went and I just called people up and I said, do you mind if I record our conversation? And, and I started to talk to these people and these were, you know, one to two hour conversations. And I studied transcripts. I literally transcribed them and studied them to look at what was it that they were doing? How, how did they reorient their thinking? How did they break out of this mold? How were they rehumanizing healthcare? And many mm -hmm. of them were in healthcare. Many of them were doctors or nurses or, or folks, administrators in healthcare. Some were coming from outside, but it experienced the system either as a patient or a family member of a patient. And they refused, absolutely refused to accept the status quo. They refused to accept this sort of incrementalism. And I was drawn to that, to their energy, to their enthusiasm, to their courage. And I've just been listening to them week after week, month after month, year after year for the past decade. And my purpose in sharing it is to inspire and catalyze more so that we can bring that better future about much sooner. You know, reading the book, you know, I I did get an overall sense of optimism. And in the book, you say, I'm cautiously optimistic in your, I think, call to action at the end. But I think this is not something that, that comes naturally to you. And I think you've talked about this before. It's a, you know, a learned hopefulness 
And I'd love to kind of have you speak to that because I think that's fascinating. Thanks, Robin, for for pointing that out. I hadn't thought of what I've been doing as a journey of learned hopefulness until recently. I was um, doing a presentation and someone who had spoken before me um, is a uh, leading uh, researcher um, in, in psychology and has been studying and publishing for years about uh, psychology and healthcare. And he mentioned something which many people are familiar with, um, the work uh, by Dr. Martin Seligman uh, of U University of Pennsylvania, going back now to the 1980s and 1990s, groundbreaking work uh, that started the whole positive psychology movement. And he did an experiment with dogs and he showed how animals can learn helplessness that if you put a dog in a cage, and no matter if they're on one side of the cage or the other side of the cage, that the, they get an electric shock. And after a while, they don't bother to move out of the part where they're getting an electric shock on the floor of the cage because they realize that where they're gonna move to, they're just gonna get a shock. So they just, they've learned helplessness. Mm -hmm. And he talked about that learned helplessness in healthcare. And I thought, oh my God, it is so true. So many of us in healthcare have this sense of learned helplessness. And I've been hearing it in the questions people ask me, people say to me, I mean, the number one question is, but what can I do? And what's mm -hmm. shocking to me is I hear that from techs and doctors and nurses and, and administrators, but I also hear it from people in the C-suites and on the boards. And it's like, oh my God, what can you do? You, there is so much to do. I, yeah. I mean, let, let's you know, get your pen out and let's start talking. I mean, I, I could help you figure that out pretty quickly, whether you're an individual in a practice or you, you, you know, you're in a huge multi-state organization or multinational organization. I'm happy to help to, to, to fill you in on what you can do. Um, and, and I'm a living proof of that because, and, and I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying it takes courage. And it takes a lot of introspection and it takes, it takes action. But um, I've dedicated the past few years of my life to showing people what you can do. I mean, I would, who, who would, no one would have ever told me I would have, I would be doing a podcast, the longest lasting podcast in healthcare. No one would have ever said, Zev, you're going to write, a, you know, a couple of books um, or you're going to be on a speaking circuit. I, I, I never thought that. I mean, no one ever said, you know, you're going to, you're going to, do strategy and innovation and and partnerships that are going to be national news. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot people could do. And I, I am so, um, and, and so when I heard that, that psychologist, that researcher talk, um, and he was brilliant, I, and I just literally got up on stage and out of nowhere, um, I'd never voiced this sense of it. I said, you know what, um, folks, I've been on a journey of learned hopefulness for the past decade and I want to share that journey with you and I literally made it up on the moment but it just struck me as such a authentic honest way to characterize what I've been doing. No, thank you for sharing that. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we all know the stats, you mentioned some of them, they are daunting. Um but to your point, I mean, I I have I'm very privileged to speak to to a lot of doctors in innovation and innovation and executives and to a person, they all say, you know, we've we're in the 
we're at an inflection point in healthcare. We're, see, we're entering the golden age of healthcare. They phrase it differently, but it's the mm -hmm. same theme. The mm -hmm. same point comes through, and that it makes me optimistic about healthcare. I see so many bright minds who are trying to change it. But to your point, it is so huge, and I think people are paralyzed by where to start that that they it's just overwhelming. And, and then they they go into that learned helplessness. So we're going to take a pause on our conversation with Dr. Zeb Newworth, and we'll pick it up next week. In the meantime, if you want to access any of our content, please go to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And until next time, take care.